Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. President Trump tweeted that his administration is revoking California's federal waiver on emissions, confirming a widely anticipated move that will lead to a major legal battle, perhaps, that could make it to the Supreme Court. At a news conference, California's governor and attorney general vowed to fight the Trump administration in court. Joining me now is Michael Gerard, a professor at Columbia Law School and director of the Sabin Center for Climate Change Law. Professor, California has been setting a stricter standard for emissions for many years. Will you explain the waiver they're operating under and what's at stake here? So the Clean Air Act of 1970 says that the federal government sets the vehicle emission standards and greenhouse gas standards nationwide. But the uh, Congress let California set its own um, tougher standard if EPA gave them a waiver to do that. So EPA has always given a waiver to California until now. Now they're taking it away for the first time. So the AG, Javier Becerra, has said that they will sue nothing new for his office, suing over Obama-era environmental regulations. But can you envision what the grounds for their lawsuit would be? Well, the Trump administration so far has compiled a pretty poor record in the way it goes about uh, trying to revoke regulations, and many of the attempts that they have made have failed. Um, There is no precedent for revoking a waiver. The reasons that they seem to be given are that they have recalculated the costs and benefits of greenhouse gases, um, and there are a whole lot of technical questions about the way that they have done that. It's also clear that one impact of um, this revocation, if it survives in court, is is much higher, not only greenhouse gas emissions, but also much higher fuel expenditures for drivers because it's going to mean that the cars they're going to be driving will be consuming a lot more uh, gasoline per gallon, uh, per, per mile. Well, at the press conference, that was one thing that they seemed to be hitting on, that this was a better choice for consumers and also that the car industry was on board with it. Well, uh, Ford, Honda, Volkswagen and BMW have all signed an agreement with the state of California saying that regardless of what the federal government uh, does, they're going to go ahead and uh, and sell the, the cleaner, more fuel-efficient cars. One of the things that they said is that they didn't have to bend, twist arms to get the automakers that you mentioned to come on board, that they were looking to the future and what they saw ahead. Uh, That's right. The auto industry is very eager to have to just make one kind of car. Uh, They don't like the idea of having to make different cars for different states, and they realize that uh, stricter fuel economy standards are, are coming down the road. We know that if the administration changes after the next election. The next administration will call for stronger standards. Uh, so these these four companies, as, as I said, want the cleaner car standards. And what's your opinion of the antitrust investigation that the Justice Department recently opened into that deal between California and the four automakers? It's hard to envision that as being anything other than the president's annoyance at California. Um, I haven't seen any coherent antitrust theory for what, why what they're doing is a violation of anything. And the 
they're they're doing it with an agreement with the government, and that makes them enjoy certain immunities. The California AG said the lawsuit would depend on what they're actually doing at the EPA. They're going to revoke their waiver, and it also is their involvement of the Transportation Authority as well. It's really confusing. Yeah, the Environmental Protection Agency uh, sets the greenhouse gas emission standards. The National Highway Transportation Safety Board, which is part of the Department of Transportation, sets the fuel economy standards. They're very closely linked, and they were tied together. So uh, the only thing official we have so far is is the president's tweet. Uh, when they publish the formal notice in the Federal Register, we'll see exactly what they're doing. But it, it sounds like that both these agencies, the Transportation Department and EPA, are going to be taking action. Mary Nichols, who's the head of California's Air Resources Board, said that this is more than just about setting emission standards. It's also about the health of California's residents and that this is not taking that into consideration, that it's more than just climate change. That's exactly right, because the same um, combustion of gasoline that generates greenhouse gases also generates carbon monoxide and nitrous oxides and other pollutants that are unhealthy. So Andrew Wheeler and the EPA said that what they want to have is one national standard for all tailpipe pollution. Is that something that would actually be good for the country to have one standard? Yes, and that is what exactly what we have now. The agreement that was struck between the auto industry and EPA and also with California on board in 2010 was for one uh, national standard that would progressively uh, tighten through 2025. The administration is now uh, also talking about trying to kill that deal, but uh, just a continuation of the uh, of the existing rules would be one national standard. And again at the press conference, the governor of California queried, you know, what is this for? It's not good for consumers. The automakers don't want it. Who wants it? So that's my question to you. What's the reason for going backward in time, basically? Well, the only clear uh, beneficiary is the oil industry, because if you have uh, more gas-guzzling cars, that means they buy more gasoline. This is pitting California once again against the Trump administration. They have sued the Trump administration more than 50 times. That's more than any other state, certainly a lot of the times, on environmental issues. Is there also, and did we see this in the antitrust suit that was brought Is there also just this conflict between the Trump administration and California that persists? Uh, Yes, but it's not only California. Um, Twelve other states, for example, have joined with California in uh, in historically in getting using the waiver and having uh, more uh, fuel efficient cars. Uh, Several of those states, maybe all of them, are going to join with California. Uh, There are many other states that are frequently joining with California or on their own um, suing the Trump administration. So it's not just that one state. So I want to read you President Trump's tweet and get your reaction. The Trump administration is revoking California's federal waiver on emissions in order to produce far less expensive cars for the consumer, while at the same time making the cars substantially safer. This will lead to more production because of this pricing and safety. Is that factually true? uh, No. I mean, the the safety argument is really um, 
is, is really bogus, and that has been refuted several times when they first uh, floated it. And as I said, it's not good for consumers either, because in the long term, it'll, means that it'll mean that the operation of the car costs much more. The California AG said we want to see the facts and the science together with their change in the rules here, with the Trump administration change. Has that been one of the winning arguments for California in some of these environmental suits, that the science doesn't support what the Trump administration is doing? Uh, Yeah, the the Trump administration, of course, um, denies that uh, climate change is mostly caused by humans and is having very adverse effects. The courts are not buying it. Not a single court has uh, embraced the climate denial that we hear from the Trump administration. And the administration also has not been very careful about following the necessary administrative procedures. So on both counts, they, they usually lose. Thank you so much for coming on today, Professor. That's Michael Gerard. He's a professor at Columbia Law School and director of the Sabin Center for Climate Change Law. We hope you'll join us again. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.